This is The Daily Undoing for February 5th, 2019. I'm David Cadet, and together with Mark Bobin, we're undoing the way marketing is done. Maroon 5 has taken some harsh criticism since their Super Bowl halftime performance Sunday. It made us feel, in an undoing kind of way, that this musical guest formula may have run its course in the single largest entertainment-slash-sporting event of the year. You might recall we predicted in October, when Rihanna turned down the Super Bowl gig in a sign of solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, that whoever ultimately accepted the invitation would be saddled with the guilty-by-association handle— as in guilty of taking the NFL's side in what has become one of America's lightning-rod cultural issues. People, though, seem to have had a problem with M5's performance, however, rather than anything political. Sitting with an old friend watching Adam Levine reveal his body tats one article of clothing at a time, while reeling off a montage of greatest hits, we both lamented the days when The Who, The Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, or Tom Petty got the invite to this grand stage. Those seem like a long time ago. The past several years, it seems, have been dominated by the candy-coated pop flavor of the day, whether it's Maroon, Bruno, Gaga, or Timberlake, and some of them have been invited multiple times. Justin Timberlake was center stage last year, but also with Janet Jackson in 2004, the infamous clothing malfunction event. By the way, the Pats won that year as well. But for the first 20 or so Super Bowls, it was just marching bands and cheer squads. The bands played and batons flew in the air as a way to pass time while fans flocked to the washrooms and beer lineups. 1991 was the first time an actual pop group took stage. Sadly, it was New Kids on the Block that we have to refer to in the history books for the first time that happened. A band who made a rather uncalled-for comeback in 2018. Prior to the latest spate of sanitized pop performances, we were treated to other music royalties, such as the aforementioned classic rockers, as well as Michael Jackson, Prince, U2, Aerosmith, and Coldplay. Personally, I didn't mind Maroon 5. My kids like their infectious brand of pop, so no harm, no foul. But let's think about this. You have the biggest television audience of the year at a time when the world seems on a collision course with socioeconomic breakdown, climate change, and geopolitically charged violence, as well as anything Trumponian. Wouldn't this be a prime time to do something different? Especially when this whole band thing seems to have become formulaic obligation. How about the Halftime Innovation Show? Like that teen, William Kimquaba, who built a windmill out of junk to power lighting in his home. Wheel that wonderful contraption out to center stage along with the marching band and show this kid's beautiful shiny smile on a big screen. Or a halftime textathon where the world gives to something worthy for 35 minutes rather than, or I guess in addition to, gorging ourselves with wings and beer. Hmm. Thinking or giving versus stagnating over sanitized, somewhat creatively dormant music. It's a thought but probably too much undoing for network television. The Pepsi Halftime Innovation Show lacks a certain ka factor. But we thought we'd bring it up. To discuss your halftime alternatives, or just to find out more about our movement, visit us at undoing.ca and come back every weekday for more of The Daily Undoing.
Whatever's mine 